2: Veterans are who we are, what we talk about, who we fight for. This podcast sheds light on real issues facing our veterans. It informs the uninformed, it celebrates their triumphs, and provides hope to those fighting a silent battle. This is Upholding Valor. Welcome. I'm Jill Atwood, Director of Communications for the VA Salt Lake City Healthcare System, and your host for Upholding Valor. Today we're sitting down with representatives of the backbone of VA, I mean it you two, I'll get to you, VA nurses in the trenches, day in and day out serving veterans. In May we celebrate Nurses Week and this year we are turning it into the whole month for obvious reasons. We are all exhausted by this pandemic but also hopeful as things are turning the corner. We see some light at the end of the tunnel but it hasn't been without a lot of sacrifice, pain and perseverance. So we are going to reflect on the last year, but more importantly, focus on um, how nurses within VA continue to go above and beyond for our most vulnerable population. Hi, you guys. Joining me today is Cami Strauss. She is the Chief Nurse for Critical Care. So good to see you. Thank you, Jill. Nice to be here. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Cami. And then we have Jeff Scott, who is the Chief Nurse of our Clinical resource Resource Hub, and both work here at the VA in Salt Lake City okay guys um, we haven't really touched base recently because we've all been so busy with the last year and just kind of day-to-day getting through it but I want to know about the last year being a nurse how did it change you as a nurse and really how did it affect you and impact you as a person
1: I think the key to this year, um, especially in nursing at the bedside has been being flexible. We've had so many changes, um, ha- trying to open up new units um, for, to take care of our COVID patients, both medical surgical level of care and are critically ill. This required us to make a lot of shifts in staffing. Um, we had to pull in nursing staff that hadn't necessarily been at the bedside for a while back into it. And it just amazed me to see the amount of flexibility and adaptability within our nursing staff here. And I truly appreciate that. It's, it's been a, a rough year emotionally for staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just want to thank our, our nursing staff for being there, being flexi- flexible, being adaptable, and doing whatever needed to be done to provide the highest quality of care to our veterans, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. How did it impact you, though? What What
2: have you noticed about yourself in the last year and, and, and who you are now?
1: Well, I think personally, for me, I had some family that actually um, was hospitalized for COVID. So it did take an emotional toll on me. Also, it's scary. It's the unknown. It's a brand new virus. It's unpredictable. You have young people with No comorbidities getting sick. You know, it just, the daily guidance was different from CDC. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, it really was for everybody. And for me, you know, my father ended up hospitalized, and that was very scary, just not knowing um, what would happen. And luckily, he came out of it just fine. And I feel so terrible for those that didn't have such great outcomes.
2: You know, and he was obviously in in a different hospital, correct? So you couldn't, as a
1: nurse, really even see him. That Abs- had to be hard. Absolutely. And I think that's been a, one of the most challenging parts for me, not just me, but everybody. Not being able to go and visit your family members. Um, you, There were things available like iPads where you could talk to them, but it, it just isn't the same as being there, being present, and being able to find out what's going on exactly. And so that was very challenging. Virtual is good, but there's still that barrier Absolutely. for sure. Yeah. Okay,
2: Jeff, so your turn. Ah. Tell me about the last year for you and yeah. and what stands out for you
0: well, thanks, Jill. Um, what stands out for me is when i when this pandemic first started i I was here as the facility telehealth coordinator, and uh you know getting everybody um, capable to be able to do that telehealth you talked about, but I think the scariest part, like Cami said, was that. Uh, You know, these nurses uh, that haven't been at the bedside for years and we're asking them to go back to the bedside. That was scary for them. And I got to say, the resilience of them is just amazing. Absolutely amazing.
2: Well, what did it take
1: to get them back to the bedside? They sort of had to retrain, correct?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yes, we did. We had some reorientation where they went on the units and did some uh, preceptorships with staff on the floor. And we just uh, did. Yeah you know, two weeks um, of orientation with everybody just to get them back into the flow of bedside nursing care. But once a nurse, always a nurse, right? Uh,
0: yep. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like ride to bicycle, but it's still, uh, you know, you've chosen a path, you know, for your nursing career. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, being asked to do something completely different that mm-hmm. you, you know, maybe not even have done in 20 years, I think some of the nurses we asked to go back to the bedside had, hadn't been at the bedside for 20 plus years.
1: And it also interfered with people's daily lives yeah. as far as schedule changes because a lot of them moved into these more administrative positions to get Monday through Friday day shift yeah. sure. for child care things, better work-life balance, whatever it may have been for them. And they had to come back into 24-7 nursing, night shifts, day shifts, yeah. swing shifts, holidays, weekends. So Really, it just comes back to that adaptability and flexibility again yeah. that I really appreciated.
2: Oh, and my gosh. But the commitment to caring is at the core of it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Caring for our veterans. Yeah. Okay. So you dodged the question. You did not tell me how it impacted <laughs> you and what stands out for you this past year.
0: Uh, what What stands out for me is, you know, I haven't been at the bedside for a while. But seeing um, these nurses, like Cammie said, with her dad in the... Uh, you know, in the hospital itself, these nurses were the ones that were providing that care, that emotional support. Uh, and I just, uh, that really tugged at me because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we did provide iPads and stuff like that, but that pat on the shoulder, that holding the hand, that looking in their eyes, that's what those nurses had to do for those, for our veterans. And uh, that that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of baggage you know to put on them and I'd like to say too at the beginning of this when people are going into these COVID units and then having to go home to their family not knowing you know what what's that going to bring home to them uh you know that's that was another part but uh in the year that we've had you know seeing these nurses being able to rebound and and do it and take care of them day in and day out and uh, it's just, it's really amazing.
2: It is amazing, the frontline care, but then yeah. there's all this activity going on behind the scenes. And I know that you had a lot on your shoulders, too, because everything was switched to virtual health care yeah, yeah. and telehealth. So you had to stand up some things pretty cl- quickly as well. Talk to me about the landscape of of telehealth and, and how that went.
0: Yeah, that, uh, I walked in, you know, I came back here. Uh, to salt lake uh in december january of last year and uh it was you know within months it was like okay this is real uh within weeks actually it was real Mm -hmm. uh and then uh we were trying to get you know thousands of cameras and and headphones and ipads to veterans and uh things like that so that was a that was a big uh, lift uh, for primary care at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, to be able to do that, shutting down clinics, and, and, you know, in the beginning, the nurses were like, wait a minute, what do you mean I can't see my patients?
2: Yeah, and how do I do that? Exactly. Yeah. What is
0: this telehealth stuff? Well, it's not like being there in front of them. It's not, but at least you can still read their emotions. You yeah. can see, you know, what is really affecting them. Yeah. So telehealth has come a long way, and... Uh, you know, is it as good as in-person care? No, but is it better than a telephone call? Absolutely.
2: Yeah, you and know. it's still that connection. Yes, You still absolutely. know what's going on with your patients.
0: And I was going to say, and I think, you know, FaceTime and all that really helped us because, you know, you'll, you know parents will FaceTime, grandkids, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. So uh, I think that really helped to be able to put it to that.
2: Cami, okay, mean, tell me what type of emotional strength do you have to have to be a nurse cuz it's obviously a very physical job but i would think emotionally you have to have some barriers but yet you have that empathy there's a lot that
1: goes into it yeah i think you're exactly right it's a it's a balancing act because you have to have compassion caring concern which you know nurses have we all um, signed up to take care of patients because we ha- we have those things within us in our core. And not getting too close to our patients is hard sometimes. When they're here, like for instance, we had a patient that was um, ventilated for over 40 days, you mm. know, and, and you get close to patients like that. And it, it takes a real emotional toll. And I know that for our staff here, there were times certain weeks where there was just a lot of death and that was really overwhelming and hard. And luckily we have really good resources here. Our employee assistance program, social workers um, have just been fantastic. They've actually been rounding with us on the unit, checking on our our nursing staff and that's been key. Just being able to vent, talk about it um, has really helped us but it does take a lot of emotional strength to deal with all of that that death and process everything and You know, those questions of, did I do the right thing? Did I do enough for my veteran? You question every little decision you made. Did I call the doctor when I should have? Did I give the medication correctly? You know, you just start being overly critical of yourself and and what you could have done differently, when in reality, you couldn't have. You've done your best, but that's still hard to process, no matter how much you've been around it as a nurse. I've been a nurse for 16 years, and I can tell you, death never gets easier.
2: Yeah. I I can imagine. Jeff, why did you go into nursing? Uh
0: well, I uh retired out of the Coast Guard and uh when I retired, I took some time and I just really thought like, you know, what have I been doing for the last 23 years? And the Coast Guard is a humanitarian service, so I kind of looked at, okay, well, I've been taking care of people and, you know, uh, doing the search and rescue and things like that, so, um, and I was an EMT when I was in the Coast Guard, first one in the Coast Guard, Mm -hmm. so uh, I looked at that and I said, huh, Uh, I had the GI Bill, so uh, when I retired out of aviation, a lot of my friends went right back into aviation doing the same thing, but I said, you know what, I get a chance to do and make a difference, so uh, that's why I decided to go into nursing. and to make a difference and
2: so how long have you been a nurse now uh
0: 11 years wow so and with my aviation background you know my you know I wanted to be a flight nurse and then I got into you know I started that progression but then a job opening came here Mm -hmm. uh on mental health and substance abuse and I did some of that in the Coast Guard so I said "Eh, I'll give it a try it's a foot in the door you know like a lot of people but then uh yeah I just really liked it uh I enjoyed it um you know, that's a whole other aspect of care, the mental health care, and that's where I think uh with COVID mm-hmm. mental health has been at the forefront because of all the the death and you know, not being able to do what we normally do to take care of ourselves.
2: Exactly. And I know a lot of our mental health appointments were virtual as yeah. well via uh video via VA video connect or whatever we're referring it to i know there's there's uh different ways to call it um it's so funny that you talk about that we we all have this plan for our life and oh, we yeah. think there's this particular path that we're going to go down and then we stumble across something and it ends yeah. up being what we're meant to do or or be? How did you get involved in nursing? How did you know you wanted to be a nurse?
1: Yeah, so when I was a teenager, my great-grandma got pretty sick with peripheral vascular disease and first lost one leg and then the second. Oh my and so goodness. Yeah, it, it was really hard, but at that time, I, I started going over and helping her as much as I could with dressing changes. You know, when her nurse was there, I'd watch and I was just really intrigued and interested and realized how much I love caring for people. And so that's, it was definitely my great grandma, Betty, that helped push me that way. And then I um, thought, you know what, I want to join the army too. Why not be an army nurse? Wow. So that's what I did. My first eight years of nursing ended up being as an army nurse and I absolutely loved taking care of soldiers and their families. And then did you
2: know that You wanted to work for VA once you got out of the Army, or how did that happen?
1: Yeah, so I actually did some clinical rotations in nursing school um, here at the VA and realized how much I absolutely loved it and thought, once I get back out of the Army, I I really want to work at the VA. And so when I got out, I was up in Washington but wanted to move back to Utah around Mm -hmm. family and saw an opening in our emergency department and applied for it and luckily got selected for it. So that's how I ended up back here. And we are so glad to have you.
2: Oh, we love you, Cami. Thank you. You got me all <laughs> choked up when you were talking before. It's obvious that you love what you do, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, what, so both. this is to both of you, and Jeff, you're going to go first this time. What, what do you want people to know about VA nurses? I mean, there's nursing in general, and nurses are wonderful. But I think there's something special about VA nurses. I think that you're, you're different. I,
0: I would say, yeah, absolutely. And and what I would like to say, too, is that when I was going to nursing school, I did a rotation here as well. And the thing I noticed is that walking through the tunnels uh, that I noticed right away were, you know, here I was a student, nobody knew who I was. But still people were saying, good morning, hello, how are you, mm-hmm. smiling, things yeah. like that. So uh, that was one of the things that really drew me here as well was like, wow, this is, you the know. The camaraderie. Exactly.
2: Yeah, you could feel it. Yeah.
0: And you I feel think. It that is one of the things about va nurses too is you know both camry and i are veterans and that camaraderie that we know and grew into within the military is here uh and you see it within the nursing uh core here on the units and stuff like that so and i think what gets us um uh, makes us set uh, you
2: apart. I don't want to say, I don't want to say makes us better, but <laughs> the, you can, but the
0: connection with the veterans that we can have, yeah. uh, that connection that we can build upon, uh, with our military backgrounds and stuff like that. And the thing is too, is that the nurses that don't have the military background here, they jump right in and, and they can talk with them and they can, you know, create a rapport and that's one of the biggest things, too, is be able to create that rapport with, you know, that crusty veteran. Right. I mean, we all know, you know. We all know <laughs> the crusty veteran with I, the hat. I get crusty every once in a while. <laughs> too, <so. laughs> but, uh, and that's the thing is, you know, I think that's what sets VA nurses apart is that they can build that rapport with the camaraderie. And, again, our patients are for life. Makes I mean, sense. it's not going to be the first time, you know, in and out the door that we see them. Uh, we'll probably be seeing them for many, many years to come, and actually get to know them uh, and know their lives and, and families and things like that. So it's yeah. true.
2: Our healthcare delivery model is different, so it, absolutely. it lends to that. Yes, that's absolutely. awesome, Jeff. Thank you. Okay, Cami, what about you? what What do you want people to know about you and, and
1: VA nurses? VA, Why are you awesome? Well, <laughs> VA nurses are just amazing in general. I have to give a huge shout out. <laughs> But I think that uh, Jeff hit it right on the nail, right on the head, because we're very connected with the mission. You know, what better patience can you have than veterans that have given selflessly to our country for our freedom? I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. And I think that's why we all work here. Veterans and non-veterans that work here is giving back to our veterans that have given so much to us you know, and we have a true connection and we love hearing the stories. And that's what I hear over and over from a lot of my nursing staff is I love hearing the stories and I can't believe the incredible sacrifices that our patients have made for us. And I'm glad to be able to give back to them. Perfect answer. Thank you so much, you guys. Okay. I want to wrap this
2: up with uh, a, a, a plea to any of our veterans who are listening or maybe family members that can sway a veteran who's who's on the fence or kind of waiting to see, we have got to get our veterans vaccinated. Yeah. We are at about 30% of our veterans vaccinated. Now we know that there are more that probably have been in the community that we don't know about. But um, as nurses, I need your best plug for, for these folks to to get vaccinated. Cammy's pointing at you, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're well, first. <laughs> well,
0: I, I will say, uh, you know, Uh, I was skeptical, but, you know, when, and I think um, being a veteran and looking at what is the greater good for everybody, and that was for me to get a vaccine. Uh, It's going to help our country. And I've helped our country for, you know, the 23 years I was in the Coast Guard, uh, keeping drugs out of our, uh, you know, off our borders, uh, you know, protecting our fisheries, things like that. So uh, I see it as it's the greater good for us as a as a nation and as a country and that's something that veterans know and do and i would hope that they would you know think of it that way and say you know what this is for my community this is for my country this is for my family
2: well and their own
1: safety quite frankly cami what do you think I agree with everything that Jeff has said, and I think for me, I was a little skeptical also because I've heard a lot of people say they didn't want to be the guinea pig, and you always worry when something's new. I think (laughs) we all were. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. But I can tell you, seeing the um, advantages... Have been awesome, I mean we're not seeing as many hospitalizations yeah. with our veterans that are immunized, and the ones that are still getting it are not nearly as sick, not staying as long in the yeah. hospital and recovering to get home to their families, their friends, and their lives and so please go out and get your vaccinations it is safe and it does work yes i, I, I did it's almost one hundred percent
2: effective in um you know, like what you said, not having as strong as symptoms. If mm-hmm. you do, in fact, get it, and you likely won't be hospitalized. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So yeah. it
2: it does work, and uh, again, we're we're offering the shots here at the VA campus for any veteran. You don't even have to be enrolled in the VA healthcare yeah. system. Um, and their
0: families, right? I mean, they're, yes, yeah, and their uh, yep, and their
2: yeah. their spouses and yeah. caregivers. Yes, thanks yeah. for bringing that up. So bring one, bring all. Exactly. Yep, come on in, everyone. Exactly. <laughs> Call us 801-582-1565, yeah. uh, extension five six five seven. And if you're not uh, eligible for health care, you can just walk in the front door, and they'll direct you to the vaccine clinic from seven to one. So anyway, that's our plug for COVID yeah. vaccine. And you two are amazing. Thank you so much for the work that you do here. I know you both have been here a long time, and that's why you're sitting here with me, because I knew that you would represent VA nurses so well. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Joe. And I've known
0: Cami a long time, so yes. she is awesome. Oh, she no. is awesome. She's yeah, she thanks, is. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thank you
2: so much, and thanks for joining us today for Upholding Valor. Stay safe. Take care of each other and be kind. This is Jill Atwood. I'm a VA employee, Army veteran, and veteran of Desert Storm, and this is really personal to me. There is no greater mission than to serve and fight for those who fought for us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for caring. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe or rate us, or better yet, tell a vet and tell a friend to tune in by texting VETERANS to five seven five zero zero, or go to kslpodcast.com. VA is honored to serve you.